Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to The Rock, we would love to connect with you, and you can text Rock of KC to 816-307-1611 for a Connect card, and a member of our team will be in touch with you shortly. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give safely and securely through our app and on our website at rockofkc.com. Your generous giving through The Rock supports many ministries here locally and globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Well, good morning, church. Welcome to the building. Welcome online people that are leaning in through watching our service and participating online. I am, uh, my heart is overflowing. As the psalmist said, my heart overflows with a good theme. A good theme. And the theme is the goodness of God, the holiness of God. I'm so glad that God is holy. He's, he's the word holy, we get, it, it means to be uh, other. It means to be, when you sanctify something or make something holy, you set it apart for special use and special purpose. And it just, uh, God's holy and he's holy righteous and holy pure and holy love and he's holy light and there's no darkness in him at all I mean and so uh, I could just go on and on and on about the goodness of God and then he tells me to be holy as he's holy and then I fall on my face and on my knees and say oh God I'll never be holy apart from you I'll never be holy apart from the Holy Spirit. It's just, it's not going to happen. My effort won't produce my own holiness. It just won't. And how do you know, Pastor? I said, because I've tried. I've tried. And it just, I fail miserably. I can only have it imparted. I can only have it imputed. And that's what God's done for me. And that's why my heart's overflowing with a good thing. He imputed his righteousness to me. It was imputed. I was bankrupt. I was dead in my sin. I was without hope in this world. And so what happened? The God of hope saved me. The God of hope put his hope in me. The God of hope cleansed me and put his righteousness in me. My works were dead. They were as filthy rags because my motives were impure. They could never be pure. And so he did for me what I could never do for myself. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. I could bring us right back into worship here. I could bring us right back into song. I mean, and and, like, God, God. (laughs) Thank you, Jeremy. You're going to preach me right into, we're going to go. Worship team, get back up here, right? (laughs) Amen. Well, all right. Y'all ready to get into the Word some more? All right, let's pray. Father God, uh, we are here to worship. We're here to bow down. We're here to just honor you as God. Lord, to come together, which the world may think is foolish, but you called us to gather. You've called us to be devoted to prayer, to the Word, to the apostles' teaching. You've called us to connect corporate worship and we are here to do that and so Lord we we want to be your people in the earth fully devoted 
fully surrender to you, God of heaven and earth. And so we pray now, give us an open heart and a teachable spirit. Give us a willingness, God, to lean in, the grace to lean in, the help to lean in, and God, to hear, to receive, and to walk out your word so that it will not return void, but it will bear fruit. That fruit would remain, and we would prove that we're your disciples and glorify you, our Father in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. I'm going to jump right into God's Word. Now, with this story. On January the 1st, uh, many of you know we didn't have uh, in-person service. So we had an online only. And I shared um, the Word that God put on my heart for the first day of our calendar year, which was out of the book of Lamentations, that His mercies are new every morning. And great is His faithfulness. And that to get into a rhythm of just every morning, like, God, I receive your mercies. I receive your mercies for today. I receive your mercies when I'm driving to be merciful. Seriously, I mean, I receive mercy for every conversation that I'm going to have and for every encounter that I'm going to have that I don't know that I'm going to have. I'm going to receive mercy, God, to uh, handle things when my plans don't work out the way I planned them. Okay, just God, I need your mercies, and I thank you that are new every morning, and so I receive them from you. I don't want to take them for granted, and I just don't want to get on with my day without. And so then, then re- recounting the faithfulness of God by night, and so I, I kind of look, take it as my Father in heaven uh, waking me up as my dad would wake me up. Hey, time to rise and shine, <laughs> you know, and uh, shake those covers and wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and, you know, just, uh, he wasn't obnoxious with it, but it's just, you know, like, hey, it's time to get up, time to get on with the day. And uh, my Father in heaven wants to wake me up every morning with mercies, every morning. And I want to receive them. I don't want to reject them. No, it's you, Dad. No, (laughs) no. And then his faithfulness by night. I see that my Father tucking me in. My Heavenly Father tucks me in. See, you made it through the day. I was faithful today. And uh, I, to me, it's just, uh, it's, he's my, my Abba. He's my father. And he wants an intimate relationship with me. He's not just there to be, um, you know, help me out in my time of trouble, though he is. Like, he's a God, a father. And uh, he's a father to the fatherless. And I love that about him. And so, on that morning... Um, since we were online and things had already been put together and I woke up early and I headed to the woods and I headed to the woods with my crossbow because why not, you know, redeem the time. Um, But it's special time for me because it's dark and I just, it's therapeutic. It's part of my communion with God and I, I connect with God in so many ways. And you're sitting there in the quiet. And you can pray and you can watch, start seeing the sun, you know, the light come and the birds come. And it's just, and I've had some moments where it's not been that way. Like it's like when you have an owl go right, right across your 
front of your face. And you go, uh, I know, God, I'm not supposed to be afraid of sudden terror, but <laughs> that was like, whoa. <laughs> and then um, and I could tell other stories too. So it was a beautiful morning and um, went, sat for a couple hours. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm moving out and started walking across walking through the woods and out and I'm walking across the field to where my ride's going to pick me up, the guy who dropped me off. And I was just pondering, meandering. You know, it's good to meander. It's good to just talk to God. And so I'm walking out and the Holy Spirit, clearly, he said, I look over your left shoulder. And, uh, as soon as I looked over my left shoulder, about 45, 40 yards out or so, right about my shoulder height was a, a bald eagle. And it had just, and I hadn't seen it, and it had just taken off. And I just watched it as I walked, and it just kept going and going and going and going and taking off. And immediately, this scripture came to my mind. And the Lord, because I, I hadn't been praying, like, I need a word for the year. I don't do that I said I already have the word <laughs> Jesus <laughs> like he like whatever word he wants to give me he can give me any day of the week and I get it you know people want like their word for 2023 and stuff like that and it's like okay it's fine I mean no condemnation and that's a rhythm for your life good praise be to God uh everyone told me that uh you know the word for 2020 was increased and then COVID hit and it was like all hell went to like well I don't know what word I mean it's like yeah I I, I lost a bunch of weight with COVID I guess but I, I say at 40 why do you say O Jacob and speak O Israel my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by God. So some, you know, we can get in, we can get attitudes. How many know that? Jacob, Israel, like, God, where are you? And what are you doing? And if you've forgotten me, this is kind of their, what's happening. And then the response is, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth faint and become weary. And young men shall fall exhausted. But, but, <laughs> but, verse 31, let's read it out loud together. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so the Lord clearly spoke to me, I want you to wait on me. I want you to wait on me. Now, we are living in an age and a time of hurry, hurry, hurry. Hurry up microwave, hurry up internet, 
hurry up Google, hurry up Siri, hurry, 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 hurry. I want it now. I want an answer now. And, and we're being pushed and being driven. People in, in difficult situations, like, I, I want to, you know what, I'm going to, I need to hurry up and get this divorce over. I need to hurry up and get this house sold. I need to hurry up and find the answer of what job I'm to take. I mean, and it's like, mm-mm-mm, and it's like God's saying, you need to learn to wait on me. And so that's the title of this message, Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. So what does wait on the Lord mean? What does that mean? What would it feel like to have eagle's wings at a time like this? When you're waiting, it would be great. To put it simply, it all boils down to where your power comes from. When you're waiting, where is your power coming from? Is it coming from anxiety? Is it coming from, well, I'll pull some strings. I, I know what to do. I know the people to contact. I'll get this thing done. Or does it come from God, whose ways are higher than our ways, whose thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and they're unsearchable? What am I going to do? I'm feeling the pressure. I'm feeling driven and pushed, and something's got to happen right now. Does it? Does it really? Is that God or is that the devil trying to push you to your destruction? Trying to make, get you to make decisions that a year from now, two years from now, oh my God, I wish I hadn't. But the pain was so great and the anxiety was so there. I just needed immediate relief. So I took the pill and now I'm addicted. Well, I don't know, what is it? Or I cut off the relationship and I miss it so much now. I'm in a different place. I'm in a different mindset. But at the moment, the pain was so un seemingly unbearable. I get it. It's real. God says, wait. How many people? It's been a tragedy. They've, they, they sold the home after the death. They sold the the vacation place. They just, I can't imagine going back here without them. And then three, four years later, oh man, we wish we had it for the family to gather and to remember the memories and thank God for the time instead of focusing on the loss. Come on now. Time will help bring perspective. God says, wait, to simply put it, it all boils down to where your power comes from. An eagle rises to great heights, but has... No jet engine behind him. His body is designed to maximize the power of the air. And he soars on unseen currents with agility and ease. Isaiah welcomes us to see ourselves as dependent creatures designed to rely upon something unseen. Something greater than ourselves. It is not a weakness of the eagle that he is so dependent upon the power of air. Rather, this dependence is his greatest strength. Come on now, that'll preach. That'll preach. Jesus said, I have food you know not of, boys. Where did you get food? Guys, I got food you don't know about. Well, what, what delicate test had opened up that we didn't know about? We, we know about all the new restaurants on this street. Boys, I got food that you, know, you don't know of. It's called, it's called my Father in heaven. 
He gives me bread to eat. He gives me meat to chew upon. But it's the meat of who he is, the presence of who he is. It far exceeds anything that's carnal and natural. The Hebrew word Isaiah uses for wait is kavah. It means to wait, to look for, or hope, or to expect. So waiting is not passivity. It's not passivity. Well, what do you know? I'm waiting on God. Well, what, do, what, do you, what does that mean? I, am, I have confident expectation that his ways are higher than my ways, that his timing's best. I am looking for and hoping and waiting on God. To wait for, look for, expect to bind together like, like uh, twisting strands of rope. In other words, what, what are you doing? Like, well, to you it seems like I'm not doing anything. But what I'm doing is I'm entwining myself around God. I'm waiting on God. I am, his word is in me. I'm letting his word work in me, renew my mind. I am, I am becoming entwined with God. Well, you need to do something. Who, who, did God tell you that I need to do something? Because God's not telling me that I need to do something. In fact, his word is actually telling me something completely different. Shepherds lead their sheep. The time, most of the time that sheep are driven is when they're going to slaughter. Decide what you want to do. The second most frequently word used translated wait is yakal. Yakal means to wait or hope with, or to wait expectantly. So I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting with expectancy. And it's so translated in our English Bible, the King James Version sometimes translates you call as trust, as in Isaiah 51.5. But as the NSB has wait expectantly, and the NIV is wait and hope. And so I am waiting, I am trusting in God. His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I trust in the Lord and don't lean to my own understanding. Trust in the Lord and don't lean to your own understanding. Give him, it's all in the context of giving, actually. And why does God keep bringing it up? Because he knows where your heart is, there's your treasure. And he's after your heart. And when you won't let go of your stuff, then that means your stuff is more important than trusting God. It's got a stronger hold on you than God does. And he's out there, yeah, ouch. And, and he's out to break the stronghold. My trust is in the Lord. Cursed is the man, Jeremiah tells us. Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes his flesh his strength. He's cursed. Golly, I got enough stuff without willfully being cursed. But blessed is the man who trusts. Jeremiah 17, go look it up. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And then he does this play on words, which I love. Blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. I'm not just trusting on the Lord. I'm trusting in the Lord. He's my trust. My mother may forsake me, the psalmist says. My father may forsake me. My friends might forsake me. But my God will never forsake me. I want the blessing. I don't want the curse. So God, I trust you. You, you, wanna, you want the first fruits? Take it. It's yours. 
Get it away from me. I don't want it. It's yours. When you don't remove it, it becomes a curse to you. It spoils the rest of it. How foolish. Get the revelation, people. Break the curse. Give it all to God. Like, it's all his. It's all yours. It's all yours, God. It's all yours. 100%, it's all yours. Third word sometimes translates quiet in here. It's really quiet in here. A third word sometimes translated wait is damon. Damon. Damon means to be dumb, to grow silent, to be still. But it's sometimes translated to wait or tarry or rest. And so sometimes it's like, you know, people coming up and say, man, what are you just like? I said, bark away. Bark away. Give your opinion away. Just lecture away. But I'm going to tell you what. To you, it may be stupid. To you, it may feel like I'm dumb. But you know what? God's God. And he told me to wait. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And I'm trusting. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. Well, how's it going to work out? I don't know. Well, but he said, I'll work it for good. And he didn't say it was good. He said, and so I don't know. I'm ignorant of how it's going to work for good, okay? But I trust in his goodness. A fourth word for waiting is chaka. It's to wait or to tarry or to long for. Man, I'm longing for the return of Jesus. I am waiting on the Lord. Like, Lord, when are you going to come back? Like, there are days and moments I long for. God, just come on. Come on, God, come. Surely the heaven's full enough, right? Surely you've got all the Gentiles who need saved, saved. Uh, surely, you know, but, but God, nevertheless, not my will, your will. But I'm, I'm expecting his return. Longing for it. Waiting for it with expectancy. The Lord's going to come. He's going to return. He is. I don't know when. I don't know the day or the hour. But I just want to be faithful to do what he's called me to do. Be who he's called me to be until he comes. That's it. That's it. So New Testament words used for uh, used are uh, prosdecomai is the primary word. It's the primary used in the New Testament for the concept of waiting. It's similar to the Hebrew. It is a compound word of pros or to or towards and decomai to receive. And so what are we waiting? We're moving towards. I'm moving towards what's been promised. I'm waiting. It's coming. I, I'm, I'm waiting. As a little boy, I would wait on when I would go to my grandmother's up in Unionville, Missouri, and she had a front porch and had a swing. And I knew after two weeks of being there, my, being homesick and a uh, little bit longing to see my brothers again and, you know, my dog Sam. And I, I was looking for that green Pony, uh, Bonneville uh, station wagon to turn the corner. You know, I would be like, your mom and dad are coming. They're coming this weekend. And, and I would sit there. I'd go out there a couple hours before. They, I knew they were going to come, and I would wait for it to turn the corner. I mean, I, but, but I was waiting in expectancy. I, I knew they were coming. And that's what this word means. I, I was going towards what it was that I was expecting. What are you doing, Noah? I'm, I'm building an ark. Why are you building an ark? Because it's going to rain. It's going to flood. It hadn't rained here ever. Noah, you're a fool. Well, okay, I'm going to go towards what I know is coming. Come on now. 
Pastor Jonathan, why are you sowing the seed? Because I'm going to get a harvest. How do you know you're going to get a harvest? How do you know a drought's not going to come or, you know, pestilence isn't going to come and wipe it out? Well, I don't know that, but I do know that if I don't sow, I won't get a harvest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the second most frequently used word is uh, apodectomy. It sounds like uh, appendectomy. I've had one, emergency one before orthoscopic surgery, and you don't want it. Just, okay. The second most frequently word is apodecomai, a triple compound word made up of two prepositions. Apo means from and ek out of or out. The verb decomai, receive, accept, it means to await and expect eagerly. In other words, I'm going to get something out of this. Something is coming that's better than what I have right now, and God says, Wait. If you get in the flesh, you're going, to get, you're going to get Ishmael. Now, do you want Isaac or do you want Ishmael? I, I, I've read the book. I don't have to learn from the mistake. I want Isaac, and I'm going to wait because something's better than what I can create. Mm -mm 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 -mm. The word translated wait in the New Testament also Anameno, literally it means to wait up as a parent might wait up for a child to come home. How many of you done that? And it's not because you're eagerly waiting for them to get home, but you're, they, you know they're going to get a piece of your mind. Because <laughs> it's two in the morning. Yeah. That's right. It means to await one who is coming is expected, perhaps with the added idea of patience and confidence. Or like, patience this word is used only once and again it is used to the return of the lord first thessalonians 1:10. so wait we wait on the lord by trusting him psalms 27 the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid we used to sing that chorus how many remember psalms 27 the lord is my light and my salvation. Shall we sing it? I don't know if I'm in the right key or not. <laughs> Pastor, you're not. Let it go. All right. I just heard it. I heard, I heard Lucas just echo in my ear. Pastor, stay in your lane. It's like Will Smith. Kevin Jane. Wasn't it Will Smith? Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, stay in your lane. Bro, bro. <laughs> God speaks through, through movies what you all are missing out on when evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh my adversaries and foes it is they who stumble and fall though an army camp against me my heart is not will not fear though war rise up against me yet I will be confident why because I'm waiting on God in trust Two, we can wait on the Lord by seeking him. I'm, I'm sharing with you ways that we can wait on God. David conveyed his trust in the Lord by longing to be with him, to commune in God's presence and worship him in his temple. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. How many of you really enjoyed coming here for five days to worship and just begin your morning. I know it was early. I understand. But those that you came, there was something special here this week. 
And we're like, God, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to a place of gathering. I'm going to break up my fallow ground and my routine. And no condemnation for those who didn't or who weren't able to. But I'm telling you that there's something special that takes place and transpires. It does. And David knew that. I'm going to go and commune with God. He said in Psalms 27, For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me at this sacred tent. I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Come on now. This is how I wait. This is how I wait. I, I, I worship, I shout, I commune with God. I get into his house. I'm waiting on the Lord. I wait. Three, we can wait on the Lord through prayer. As David did in eager expectation of deliverance, Psalms 27, 7 through 14. Here's just a prayer of deliverance. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. So, God, here I am. I woke up. Praise be to God. I have your breath in my life, and I receive your mercies. I seek your face. God, I need your help. I need your wisdom. I need your grace. I need your empowering presence in my life today. Oh God, oh God, I need you. My heart says to you, your face, O oh Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O oh, you who have been my help, cast me not off. Forsake me not, O oh God of my salvation. You can see him knocking. Hey, God, I'm, I'm still here. I'm your son. I'm your child. I got some enemies. I got some frustration. I've got some anxiety. I've got some real situations that I don't know what to do with, but I'm here to seek your face. I'm here to knock on your door. I'm here to give Get in your presence. I'm here, Lord, for you to be the God of breakthrough for me, the God of sustaining power and strength. He says, for my father and mother, they forsook me, but the Lord, you will take me in. You're always there 24-7. You never sleep. You never slumber. In you there's light and there's no darkness at all. I come into your throne of mercy in your place of grace, and I need it, God. You're my strong tower. You're my deliverer. You're my very present help in the time of trouble. I, I need to learn to be still and know that you're God. So that's why I'm here, God. And then he asked for wisdom and protection in the middle of this prayer. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. How many need to be leveled out? How many need to be chilled out? <laughs> Well, we all do. We can get, we can, you know, we can get our panties in a wad and we can, uh, we can get our, um, um, we can just get all worried and all, all just like, whoa, 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 yeah, every, you know, it's just like, but, but yeah, I got so much to do and, and, and this is coming up and this is coming up and this is coming up. And I said, you're living days that haven't even come yet. No wonder you're a, you're a, you're a bottle of nerves and knots. Chill. Be still. No, he's God. But, 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 my, but my job's in jeopardy. Be still. God's not in jeopardy. But, 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 I, but I've lost this, but what do you have? What do you have? I have this certainty. But we live in uncertain times. Do we? Or have we always? 
What's the real reality? The, the truth is, sir, no man knows what a, door, what a day may bring forth, and that's been forever, and that's certain. And all people are trying to deal with you while we're living in uncertain times is they're, gonna, they're trying to stir your fear instead of your trust in the God who knows the beginning from the end. And I'll tell you what's certain. God's word. The flowers will wither. The grass will fade. But his word will abide forever. And you're going to try to get me to focus on the uncertainties. And I'm going to tell you, get out of my face, Satan. Because you don't speak the word of God. You're speaking flesh and fear. And the plan of man. And I'm not receiving it. These ears are not your trash can. These ears belong to Jesus. The voice of my shepherd I will follow and the voice of a stranger I'll not listen to. Let the word of God be true and every man a liar. Oh, pastor, that's not very nice. Well, I'm not nice to devils. I'm not nice to doctrines of demons. I'm not nice to the father of lies. And I don't have to listen to him because my father says I don't have to. I could go off right here. I'm going to. We're letting culture make us way too soft. And I'm not going to let it do it to me. I'm not. See, the child just said amen. I'm not, I'm not going to let it do it to me. I'm not going to get mean. I'm not going to get hard-hearted. But I'm not going to get soft. But it's, it's so cold out there. It's so cold. I said, do you... Why don't you go move to Minnesota for a couple winters or just going up into Canada? Well, oh, you're getting out and driving in this weather? I said, my northern neighbors are at 40 below. Temperature, not wind chill. Risking their lives to go to the grocery store and church. My Lord, soft, soft. Mm, okay, I'm going to quit because I'm going to get over into some areas that I don't need to go in. Dear Jesus, help me. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries or my flesh, right? I could add that prayer right now. God, do not give me up to my flesh. For false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. See, this was his prayer and this is what we do. This is how we wait. God, I, I, I could get off into the flesh. I, I want to go smash my adversaries, but God, your ways. I need your ways, God. 
and, and then he confidently believes he will see something. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Come on, verse 14, read it out loud together. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Come on, how many can receive that right now? God, I receive that word for me. I'm going to walk in that word. I'm going to, I take courage and I wait. Those who wait on the Lord can fully expect him to fulfill their hope. Psalms 25.3, indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. I claim that promise. I claim Psalm 25, verse 3. Point number four, waiting on the Lord establishes our faith and brings serenity and stability. Come on. Psalms 40 I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Come on now. Come on now. Listen. I am so thankful to God that in some of my hardest, driest times, I'm telling you, and I've had them, and I don't like them. I do not like them. But I tell you what, God, uh, God promised that we would have tribulations, that we would have trials. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And it's forced me to get on my face before God. It's forced me to allow friends to come and hold up my weary hands. It's forced me to have people come and speak truth to me and tell me you cannot stay in this place and you've got a call on your life. And I'm thankful for people who didn't just patty cake my life. They came and they loved me, but they said you're not quitting and you're not going to give in, and you're not going to give away to this, and your roots are going to go deeper, and you're going to press through this, and we're here to help you do that. Amen. Praise be to God. It takes humility to receive. It takes humility to hear. It takes, it takes grace to say, you know what? I don't have the word, but you do, and you're, the word you're hearing is going to be the word that's going to carry me through. And there are moments and times that, God, I need a song. I need a song in the night, and I need that song to carry me through the night that I'm going through. And God has always provided a song for me, always. There's been a song that kept us, that, that will keep you. That'll become your song for that moment. When my son was going wayward, my, my son wasn't, wasn't walking in the ways of God. Guess the song that came to me? It came to me, a song that was written by someone else. But the lyric says, God, he's just not anyone. He's my son. And I would play that and I would take, God, he's not just anyone. He's my son. And I would weep, and I would cry, and I would fast, and I would pray. And God, he's not just anyone. He's my son. And God has a song for every one of us, and you need to find that song and start singing it. You saw us sing it. You ought to put it on replay. Put it on replay in your heart and in your mind. It's a song of deliverance that will come and help you and sustain you. In conclusion, waiting necessitates the passage of time which none of us like. Proverbs 19, 2, even zeal is no good without knowledge, and he who hurries his footsteps misses the mark. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Hurry up, divorce him. 
divorce her. Hurry up, hurry up. Sell the house. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I'm going to tell you something. Are you going to be led or are you going to be driven? Are you going to be led or are you going to be driven by the, the moments, the, the, the emotions of the moment? Or are you going to listen to wisdom that says, you know, when you have, when you have certain things that happen in your life, it, it's best to wait six months or at least a year before you do anything with that money, before you do anything with this decision. Waiting means confident expectation based on knowledge and trust. The ability to wait on the Lord stems from being confident and focused on who God is and what God is doing. It means confidence in God's person, confidence in His wisdom, confidence in His love and His timing, understanding our situation and that, that of the world. It means knowing and trusting in God's principles, promises, purposes, and power. Waiting involves resting in God's timing. Galatians 6, 9, and let us not lose heart in I'm telling you, you are not shutting me down. Galatians 6, 9, stand with me because I'm closing and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna sing our declaration here. We're going to sing it. Galatians 6, 9. Let's read it out loud together. Robustly. From the diaphragm, push the air out. Galatians 6, 9. And... Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap a harvest if we do not grow weary. And God's people said, amen and amen and amen. <laughs>